Parevces. Urachem vor miatselek mezza green. Yes, asped David Medzoriene. If meg ararat talijits. It's been a long time since we've said hello this way. This is our 35th Talking Vartan podcast, and I welcome you to it. I'm Asped David Medzorian of Ararat Lodge Number 1 here in Boston. It is so good to be back with you again. I hope you've all had a wonderful year so far and are looking forward to an enjoyable and relaxing summer. It's been a very busy year for me, but not without its frustrations for sure. Travel plans were made to Armenia that had to be canceled at the last minute more than once. That will hopefully be rectified very soon. For many of us, this summer will give us a reason to sing that old Broadway standard made famous by Al Jolson about a hundred years ago. California, here I come. For the first time since 2019, Knights and Daughters of Vartan will be gathering in person for our 104th Avak Talish and 82nd Avak Kera Queen Jarov. It was supposed to happen in July of 2020, but a funny thing happened on the way to Glendale, the COVID pandemic. Everything was shut down, canceled, and rescheduled, including our grand convocation. No problem, we'll just do it next year. No contraire, it was again not to be. Well, it looks like the third time is going to be the charm. The grand convocation for 2022 begins in just a few weeks, from July 13th through the 16th. It's not too late to join your brothers and sisters in California. We'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll hear about it from the people who are putting it together. Our two chairpersons are joining me from their respective homes in California, from Pasadena, chairperson and knocking Spotabed from the Revant Lodge, number 26, Gary Kaluschen, and from San Diego, Nakin Avak Tebrui, or National Treasurer, former Southwest Grand District Representative, and Nakin Dirui of Talar Otyag 31, Sonia Serpekian. Welcome to both of you. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Sonia, first of all, my sincere condolences on the the recent passing of your mother. I know this has been a very difficult time for you and your family, and I'm very grateful for your taking a little time today to talk with me about the upcoming Grand Convocation. My sincere condolences. Thank you. Thank you. you may remember, Sonia, you and I had a, a pretty long chat at the last Grand Convocation in Las Vegas back in 2019, and boy, doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago. And I remember very clearly, even then, a full year before what we thought would be the next Grand Convocation, you were wearing a Highway to L.A. button, which looked really cool. I love that design. So you and others were working on this event that we're about to enjoy back in early 2019, if not before that. So if anybody has had time to prepare for such a gathering, you all certainly have. And you all did so much in the way of planning and detailed preparation and not then not to be able to have the event. It had to be frustrating. What was the attitude during these last two years? Was it simply, okay, nothing we can do about the pandemic. We'll just shoot for next year. Tell me. I think we were just really hopeful that it was going to happen. And each time we had to postpone it, it was a huge decision and a lot of discussions, many, many, many different opinions. And I think we just finally had to, you know, face the reality that we really wanted a safe environment for our brothers and sisters. Yes, we wanted to see them, but we had to think of everyone's health first. And so that's what we ended up um, having to do. 
And knocking spot a bit, Gary, was it a difficult, dis- I mean, I know obviously it was a necessary decision, but was it a difficult decision to make in terms of, well, if we can't do it this year, are we going to be able to make this work a year from now? Because plans were made, you know, contracts may have been signed, money may have changed hands and all of that. Was it difficult to basically take everything and just put it back a year and then a year after that? Uh, yes, we knew that our own personal deadline was we either do it in 2022 or we don't do it at all. Another lodge in the Midwest had offered to do 2023 and we said, fine, let them have it with the assurance that we were going to be able to undertake 2022. And at that time, the signs that we were getting from our government indicated that uh, the pandemic and COVID would be easing Uh, And we just felt that it was time that we would had to do this because we were two years behind doing a grand convocation and the further, any further delay would have just upset the organization as a whole, I feel. I know that for the last two years, both uh, the Avak Talij and the Avak Horut have been held virtually and it is uh, a credit and testament to our leadership that on both occasions in 2020 and on 2021, they went very smoothly. But yes, nothing like being together and of course having that the brother the brotherhood and the sisterhood all talking to one another and exchanging thoughts and ideas and all of that. Sonia, you've been involved, as I know you have, Gary, in uh, your respective organization, the Daughters of Vartan, for a long time. You've served in many different capacities. Tell me in your own words, uh, how important you think it is for the men and the women in their respective organizations to be able to come together face to face once a year and have this kind of interaction? I think it's extremely important. And we, I personally remember brothers and sisters that I met the first time I went to a convocation, which was in 2006 in Philadelphia. And I look forward to seeing those brothers and sisters every year in a different city. We go out on tours, we have lunch together, we have breakfast together. It's, it really truly becomes a brotherhood and sisterhood that way. When you don't see people in person, it's not the same, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I, I feel like I have friends all over the country just because of the grand convocations. These are people that I would have never met any other way. And I'm grateful for their friendship. I know exactly how you feel. I have a lot of friends that I, that I made uh, both in uh, Dearborn in 2018 and in Las Vegas uh, the year later. And then also this past year when I was in Armenia for the month of September, there is nothing that really matches that personal interaction that you get when you come together. Before we get to the details of exactly what's going to be happening and and all of that, Gary, let me ask you, this is not just one Talij and one Otyag that is putting this together because California, of course, is such a large state and there are so many Otyags and Talijs in the state of California. This is really a cooperative effort in a way that you don't really see in other parts of the country. That's true. That's true. 
And my understanding is that uh, two thirds of the membership is on the West Coast mm-hmm. of the Knights and Daughters of our time. So it's extremely important when you have those type of numbers that you not only maintain those numbers, but you strengthen those numbers through interaction, getting together in person and exchanging ideas. And I think that's why we decided that 2022 had to take place in person. Now you're from that area. So uh, Glendale and Pasadena, which is where our convocation, our grand convocation will take place this year is someplace that you are very, very familiar with. For those like myself, for that matter, who've never been there, I've only been to San Diego uh, in California, but for those who've never been to uh, Glendale and Pasadena, tell me a little bit about the area and the Armenian community that lives there. Well, the Armenian community in Glendale, uh, and you might even say the Hollywood area, which is not that far away, is considered Little Armenia. So when you give a title to a city, Little Armenia, you know that anywhere from 40 percent to 55 percent of the activity, the people are of Armenian descent. You have restaurants in Glendale that if you walk down the street, you think you're in Ar- you're walking down a street in Armenia because you have the Armenian writing on all the build, most of the buildings, and you have people talking Armenian in restaurants, people shopping in grocery stores. You think you're in, you think you're in Armenia when you go to Glendale and surrounding cities, by the way, North Hollywood, as I mentioned, Hollywood, Burbank, all these cities border Glendale, and they're all offshoots of people could not Armenians that could not find homes in Glendale. So they went to the neighboring city and found homes there. And so you have not only a city, but you have a region of Armenians in that part, in that area of Southern California. Are these both a mixture of American born Armenians and also Armenians from Hyastan who make this area their home? Correct. Correct. The Hollywood area initially was, the first to get a number of Armenians, but they mainly came from Russia. And uh, so that took place there. And then when they had that Beirut exit, uh, that's when the bulk of Armenians came into the Glendale area. (laughs) They kind of took over the Glendale area in record numbers and have, have thrived ever since. And all your high schools in Glendale, I know there's at least three of them. And, you know, they're anywhere from 35 to 45 percent population is Armenia. Sonia, with regard to this year's Grand Convocation specifically, given what we've all been through as a country for the last two years, are there will people notice any major differences between what is about to happen and what would have happened had there been no COVID? Are there differences in, in how the convocation is going to be run? I don't think there'll be a huge difference in how it's being run. I will tell you that we came up with some challenges because, you know, we started planning this in 2019 when 
we didn't have COVID mm -hmm. and a lot of the tours, a lot of the uh, things that we plan to do are not options now. So not everywhere is completely open or they're open now for virtual tours. So we had to just switch things around. So we're still going to have fun tours. We're still doing things, but it just, it, we kind of had to start fresh again. And so that was a little bit of a challenge. So that's an interesting thing that happened. Now this will be held the headquarters, so to speak. Ground zero will be the Hilton Glendale Hotel. Is this a place where there have, have been many Armenian-related events? I mean, do they have dances there? Are there social events that happen there? Why was that chosen? It was chosen because it was uh, the best conference-style hotel. They had meeting space for us, and we wanted to have all of our events at the hotel. One of the really nice things is that two of our events are actually going to be outdoor. So our Avox Barved, Avox Dirhi Welcome Reception will be outside, and also our Thursday night fiesta under the stars, uh, Mexican themed event will be outside. Oh. So maybe that is something that we did. We kind of planned that in advance, but it's working out well. I think if anyone has concerns about COVID issues, just to have an outdoor event, we're in Southern California. So we have that luxury that we're going to have beautiful weather and we're really excited for that. What if it doesn't? What if the rain, what if it rains? Will, will that, for example, will it oh be held gosh. indoors? The I know, that I know. That possibly <laughs> happen. What are you talking about? Are you trying to give us some No, I'm now? not. I'm just. <laughs> okay. Well, if it does happen, then we have plenty of meeting space options. Um, that hotel. Okay. I'm not from Los Angeles, but I have spoken with many people. And when I tell them where the convocation is going to be held, they all know that hotel. So there, that must be a hubbub of Armenian weddings and parties and events. It must be. It's just that from San Diego, I didn't know that when we were researching options that just made the most sense. It was a central location. It was a good price. And they had the meeting space that we needed. And it didn't hurt that our um, contract manager at that time happened to be Armenian. Right now, our catering manager is Armenian. So it kind of helps us, you know, to have some a little help with the hotel staff. Boy, did that work out nicely, huh? Yes. <laughs> Knocking spot a bit. Gary, talk a little bit about the reason for it. I mean, we all know that it's a, it is a social event. But there's also a lot of business that takes place uh, on for both the knights and the daughters. I mean, this is an important event, and there, there are many important reasons for us getting together. Talk about the non-social things that bring us together for this week, because there's quite a bit going on there. Well, uh, we hope so. <laughs> we hope that everybody comes there not only to have fun, but to learn more about the goals and the uh other things that the Knights of Artan are trying to accomplish in the near future, as well as uh, the f future down the line. Uh, obviously, we're looking for ways to bring other younger members into the organization. We're looking for ways to streamline our organization so it will meet without deviating from our principles of the Knights of Artan that will be convenient for younger people. We know that many of our policies have been in place for many, many, many years, if not from the beginning when the organization was founded with very modest changes over those years. 
And we just have a new generation of young Armenians in the United States today. And what makes it difficult is they're different from uh, in the East Coast as they are from the West Coast mm -hmm. and in the Midwest. So you can't really pinpoint exactly how you're going to approach these Armenians unless you come as a group together and plan it that this is how we're going to handle the West Coast Armenians, the East Coast Armenians, and the, and the Armenians that are in the what I call the farmlands, mid-America, and try to see what works for these individuals where they live. And again, without sacrificing any of the key principles of the organization. We have to keep, keep the key principles of the organization in place, but we do need to modify everything around the key principles. You raise that a will be acceptable to the young people. I beg your pardon. You raise a very good point, and I think that uh, this also applies, Sonia, I think you'll agree with me, with the daughters of Artan as well. You have so many different Otyags and Talijis around the country, with uh, and every one of them is unique in its own way, and yet they are all here for a common cause, to serve, and not only here, but to serve those of our brothers and sisters in Armenia. But they each have their own projects that they're working on, their own uh, particular efforts aimed at whether it's uh, uh, building a school or funding this or that, you know, that whatever it is, there's a whole plethora of different things that we're involved in. But yeah, you really need to remember the reasons why we're here in the first place, which is to serve. And it's a good way, in my opinion, of letting everybody know, doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter where you were born. Doesn't matter where you're living now, where your Otiag or Talij is. We can all serve and we can all do something positive for the Armenian community, both here and in the motherland. So I think that, you know, that that's really a terrific reason uh, to bring us all here. Let's talk some details right now. And uh, Sonia, I'll start with you. Well, before anybody enjoys the Grand Convocation, they have to get there. And that usually means, unless you live in California, flying. And so, Sonia, let me ask you, what are the best ways to do so? Where would they be flying into? What are the choices? And uh, what are your recommendations? Well, the best airport to fly into would be the Burbank Airport. It's only about eight miles from our hotel. So that would be amazing. But LAX is the next option, and it's about... 25 to 30 miles away. And I think that some of the East coasters or some airlines may not fly into Burbank. It's a smaller airport. So you'd have to see what your um, options are personally. And so for those who are flying in the, the dates that are listed are July the, the 13th through the 16th, the 13th, which is a Wednesday is the date of the Avak Spadabed Avak Didui reception, but People usually, I mean, a lot of people do fly in on Wednesday, but others, like me, like to come in a couple of days early just to sort of acclimate themselves to the area and see what's, see what's around and all of that. And there's, there's quite a bit to do. And again, for those of us who haven't been there, what's the weather like there in the middle of July? Is it, one would think, seasonably? It's be very warm, I yeah, bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> Luckily, we're in an air-conditioned hotel. 
So absolutely. Okay. Now there is uh, a special promotion, so to speak, and that is that for those people who register by, I believe it's June fifteenth, there is a break. Can you can one of you uh, describe what that will be and and how people can take advantage of that? Well, basically, you're going to save on every single event and also registration if you um, have your registration in and paid for by June fifteenth. So overall, that's going to help. There's um, the studio tours. There's the Ara Eskijan Museum tour, Western Diocese tour. And the Avax Barabit, Avax Jirahi reception is complimentary, but they need to sign up. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's going to be fun. Fiesta Under the Stars is Thursday night. On Friday, we have our Daughters of Vartan luncheon. There's a really fun Hollywood Kef night dinner dance on Friday night. And then, of course, our grand banquet, um, which is the final event on Saturday. Also, if participants would like to attend church services on Sunday, there's so many churches right in the area. So we're going to hand out a list and see um, who would like to attend. Now, I remember that that you were mentioning the Daughters of Artan luncheon, the Sisters luncheon, on which will this time be on Friday the 15th. You folks had a really great uh, thing going on in Las Vegas. It was it was Devopoly. You basically took the Monopoly game and you spread it out all over the floor in the uh, in the banquet room where you were having the luncheon and everybody had a chance to play. And it looked like it was a ton of fun. I was only there for a short while taking some photos, but that, you know, that that was pretty original. Devopoly. I liked that. I like that. Well, thank you. Well, I love Las Vegas and I love slot machines. And mm-hmm. one of the slot machines they used to always have was the Monopoly slot machine. And that's why I thought, well, what about Devopoly? And so I redid the Monopoly game board and changed the locations to all the different Otyaks. And I changed some of the extra spaces to some of our Daughters of Artan charities that we you know, help out with. And um, it was really fun. So we're going to also have a fun luncheon this year. I have a secret entertainment plan. So I'm not going to talk about it right now, but it'll be a fun afternoon. We're going to do a raffle, which the women love. Sorry to say, but the women love a raffle. And um, I know a few guys who wouldn't mind a raffle either, but you know, okay. (laughs) No men allowed. I'm so sorry. Understood. Understood. luncheon. So, um, knocking spot a bit, Gary, I know that there's also some official business that will be uh, taking place during this. And yes, we will have meetings, as will the daughters, and we don't talk about those, obviously, but there is a lot of things to discuss. And in a nutshell, I guess we basically, we forge a map for the year ahead in both organizations of of the things that will be important to the knights and important to the daughters and, uh, you know, and there are votes that have to be taken and decisions that have to be made and leadership that uh, in some cases will change. And this is just part of the tradition, but it's also a very important part. And so talk a little bit about some of that and, and, and what people who are coming, especially those who will be here for the first time, what they will see, because they'll really get to see how the organizations, both of them, Function not just from a monthly meeting point of view, but from a real inside look at the Knights and Daughters of Artan. Talk about that for a moment. Well, I'm glad you brought that subject up. Uh, that's basically the heart 
of the organization uh, are the business meetings and our workshop meetings, as we call them. This is a time where you can get together with brothers and sisters and exchange ideas on different uh, directives or any policies that have been put forth by the Avaktivon, the leadership of the organization, uh, striving to uh, strengthen and grow the organization through the policy changes and directives. And this is an opportunity to challenge the Avaktivon, if per se, if you agree or disagree. Uh, so you have an opportunity to have your voice heard once you allow those making the proposal to say what they have to say. And after that, the floor is basically open for any brother to come forward. I think even with the sisters probably works the same way to give your opinion are, uh, uh, about are we going in the right direction? Should we go in another direction? So all this is taken into consideration at these uh, primarily business meetings, which will be held on Fridays and Saturdays in the morning and in the afternoon of those two days. And we encourage all brothers and sisters to come early to a grand convocation. These meetings are, you know, take place the last two days of a convocation. So come early, enjoy everything that uh, the city has to offer and surrounding areas has to offer and prepare yourself for these meetings. And it's a great way to absorb these meetings because you'll be basically heading home the next day. But these uh, ideas that were offered and suggestions that were presented will still be in your mind. And uh, as you're flying home or driving home, you can think about them more and then bring them up to your local college or OTIOG and uh, bring them up at your local meetings and move forward from there. And I think it's just a, an opportunity that you do not want to miss. You should probably, uh, and I would encourage anybody to attend all the business meetings uh, because they're not all exactly alike. They're different uh, because we can't cover all the subjects that we need to cover in one meeting. It takes three to four meetings to cover everything that you need to cover. And you don't want to miss anything because there could be an issue that's brought up that may be close to your heart. Maybe a subject that uh, was your profession when you were working for a living or are working in that field still. So, and you may uh, be you able to offer a suggestion. I, I'm sorry. You may be able to offer a suggestion with regard to any particular idea that perhaps the rest of the group hadn't thought of, you know, because it's exactly. something you may have done in your own uh, area or community or just, you know, nothing is too out there. I mean, if, the, if, the, if it's something that will benefit not only the organization, but the people whom we serve, then yes, absolutely. We, we want to hear from you. Sonia, let me ask you, if, if somebody is, says to you right now, I would like to go, but I don't really know what to do, what do you tell them? Sign up, come and meet some new friends. You're going to have a great time. 
And what is the best can, way to sign up? The easiest thing for people to well, do? Well, the easiest thing to do would be to go online. We are so blessed, our committee. I want to give a shout out to David Jamglitsian, excuse me. And he is a marketing guru. He has set up our website. He's done all of our marketing, beautiful posters and advertisements in the Avarar. And I can't say enough about him. He designed our logo. But he is amazing. Did he do and the he, highway to L.A.? Was that him? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, we discussed it as a committee. We came up with some suggestions and then we voted and that's what we ended up with. And but he's the one who actually designed the loco with the little car. Mm-hmm. And um, he made uh, those who attended the Las Vegas convocation got a little goodie bag from us. And it had like a kind of a. It's a pencil case type thing, yep. but it was imprinted with our logo, with the advertisement. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the dates say 2020, but, you know, I, everybody uh, understands. Yeah, but that makes it all the more rare and valuable. I still have mine. Yeah. I still yeah. have mine. And yeah. there was a notepad that was beautiful and a pen. And yeah, but yeah, the best thing to do would be go online. You can do your hotel reservations online. You can register for your events online. And he's been amazing. He's been keeping us posted on the number of people that have been registering. And um, so far, I'm so pleased and excited that people are taking advantage of that online registration. And of course, for those who want to know, the website is KOFV Knights of Vartan, KOFV.org. And that will take you directly to the uh, Knights of Vartan, Knights and Daughters of Vartan website. There is, I believe, on the homepage, a link directly to all you need to know about signing up for the Grand Convocation. And as you said, Sonia, that includes hotel reservation, event registration, the whole nine yards. So that. Right. And go ahead. If, if they're, if they need, if they can't do it online, they can contact their Sparabed or they can send an email to our um, grand chairperson, Gary, um, and we can send them out a physical uh, registration packet. Now, for people who want to do something a little special, you are also offering sponsorships this year. Tell me about that and and how people can do that and for whom are they meant? Well, um, you can go online. So we have our Grand Convocation booklet, and it's um, something that we do every year, and, and we appreciate any kind of donations. But we have diamond sponsors down to whatever amount you would like. Some like to put messages um, in memory of their loved ones who have passed. Some like to put encouraging messages. Also, if you have a business, if you want to have your logo or something important, if you're a, if you're a diamond sponsor, um, we can give you a little space in the booklet. And Gary, the importance of that is, tell me. The importance of sponsorships is to cover all the cost of putting on a grand convocation and as you know, uh, prices today have accelerated to a point that basically they're out of control. I wanted to state earlier that if brothers and sisters would sit down and think what it would cost to put on a convocation back in the year 220, which we were dying to do, and how reasonable it would have been uh, to have it in 220, 
And we were very fortunate, extremely fortunate, when we found out that we could not have it in the year 220, that we were able, thank you to the hotel and the Armenian personnel, that we were able to lock in the 2019 prices. Oh, that's wonderful. In the year 2022. And we all know what has transpired in the last two years. Of course. The prices. Oh. It's gone skyrocketed out of sight. Gasoline, like airfares. I mean, they're through the, the roof right now. And yeah. Everything. And uh, now we can't do much about the airfares, but when it comes to any activity at the Hilton Hotel, it's all covered. Most of it's covered by 2019 pricing. And that is just a big plus. And we were able to lower the sales tax from the hotel. They normally charge. I believe, what was it, Sonia, 6 to 8%, and we got it down to 4%. Well, the entertainment tax, yes. Yeah, so we're, I mean, price-wise, we're sitting extremely well. Even the new management at the hotel can't believe the pricing that uh, we have. And so I just wanted to make sure that all those still are considering, should they come to the convocation, this is the year to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope you, too, the both of you, as well as everybody else working with you, because I know this is a, a team effort in every sense of the word. I hope you all, instead of, you know, besides working your tails off to make it happen, I hope you will have a chance to enjoy it when it does happen and actually just be able to sit back for a little while and say, you know, we really did it. We pulled it off. And uh, because you will deserve all the credit for that. Uh, Putting together a grand convocation, especially in a pandemic, which is not yet over, is not an easy thing to do. And so I I would tip my hat to you if I had a hat to tip. But I I really want to say congratulations to both of you and everybody that you've worked with. Because as I said, I know it's been a team effort. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you in Glendale in just a couple of weeks. And uh, again, the uh, dates, the official dates are July 13th through the 16th. That's the Wednesday through Saturday. However, get there early, get there a few days early and have a chance to, you know, relax, explore the area, take a tour and really soak up the atmosphere of what will be a a truly wonderful and memorable few days in uh, California with your fellow knights and daughters of Vartan. I want to thank you both so much, um, Gary Kalustian and Sonia Serpekian, who are the uh, co-chairs of the Grand Convocation Committee. You've been working on this for a long, long time. How are you both going to feel? I'll, I'll start with you, Sonia. How are you going to feel when it's all over? Is there going to be, do you think there'll be a sort of a post-convocation letdown or will it be more of a, oh, thank God this is done. I can, I can sleep now. You know what? Every time there's a letdown, it's really sad, you know, because I've, I feel very blessed. Again, I'm in San Diego and before COVID I was driving up to LA for the meetings and I feel like everyone on the committee is my brother and sister and my friend. And so it'll be kind of sad to not see them in person. And then during COVID we were having our zoom convocation meetings. So it will be a little bit of a letdown. Gary, how will it feel for you when it's all over? What do you think? Well, obviously, it'll be a big relief. But I I feel because of all the work that the committee has done and the effort that they've put in, 
that the uh, results will be rewarding. And I think once we get over this COVID pandemic situation, we can return to something normal again. And I think the organization will have an opportunity to grow in numbers. And uh, I think that's the satisfaction that I get out. I've learned a lot and I wanna continue to contribute wherever I can. But again, seeing the organization as a whole grow and flourish is the key goal and my own personal goal. Well, I think your goal for both yourself and for everybody else, which is to have a rewarding and enriching experience, will be met. And I want to thank you both for spending some time with me today to uh, look ahead at what will undoubtedly be a very enjoyable, memorable, important Grand Convocation and our first in-person Grand Convocation in three years. It'll be in Glendale, not too late. Get on the internet, go to our website for the Knights and Daughters of Arts Hunt at kofv.org. And uh, did forget to mention one thing too, that you mentioned all the different things that'll be happening. And um, we will also be hearing from our leadership. They'll be talking to us. We're also going to get a presentation from our liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palian. It's really going to be a very interactive few days. And so I hope that as many people who can come will come and uh, they will certainly not regret doing so. They'll be so glad they did. Thank you both so very much, uh, Gary Kalustian and Sonia Serpekian, and the best of luck with the Grand Convocation. We'll see you in Glendale in just a few weeks. Thank you. Thanks, David, for the opportunity. My special thanks once again to the co-chairs of this year's Grand Convocation Committee, Nachkin Spotabit Gary Kalustian and Nachkin Didui, former Southwest Grand District Representative, and Nachkin Avaktibrui, Sonia Serpekian. Remember to head over to our website at kofv.org to register and find out more about what will be happening when the Knights and Daughters of Vartan get together in Glendale in just a few weeks. While at the website, you can also make plans to join us in Armenia this September for Veratat's Heidenik 6, Back to the Homeland. It's going to be a memorable and inspiring week in which you'll spend time with your fellow Knights and Daughters of Vartan visiting some of the many projects that we're sponsoring in Armenia. Plus, you'll meet the people whom we are working with in Armenia and the people we are working for. You'll visit historical and cultural sites, plenty of sightseeing, and you'll enjoy some incredible food. Be staying, if you act soon, right in the center of Yerevan in Republic Square at the beautiful Marriott Armenia Hotel. Now, last year was my first Veratats Haidenik, and it was an amazing experience. I made new friends, and I fell in love with my Armenian homeland. And in the month that I was there, I saw a lot of it. If you've been there before, welcome back. If this is your first visit, you'll have the time of your life. Veratat's Heidenik 6. We hope to see you there. As I said, our website at kofv.org is the place to go to register and learn more about our Grand Convocation and Veratat's Heidenik 6, but it's not the only game in town. The Knights and Daughters of Vartan are all over social media. There is the Knights and Daughters Facebook page, which is updated constantly with photos and other materials, so you want to check that out and do so often. You'll also find us on Twitter, Instagram, 
YouTube, and LinkedIn. Last but not least, our quarterly print and digital publication, Avadai, which you're all encouraged to contribute to, photos, and articles. All of our media resources are managed by our liaison in Armenia, Gohar Palyan. And you can reach her directly and submit materials at knightsofvartan at gmail.com. Now that we're resuming our monthly Talking Vartan podcasts, I'd love to hear from you with ideas or suggestions for future episodes. If there is a Talij, Otyag, or individual member or members that you feel deserve some attention on our podcast, please let me know. You can contact me through the Talking Vartan Facebook page or by email at talkingvartanpodcast, that's one word, talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks as always to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorki Lorki, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Tunes. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of both parties is prohibited. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said that everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Thank you for your service to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Adadat Lodge No. 1 in Boston. Shinoragalem, Sireli Paregamnet. Thank you.